Hello, and welcome to the Bring It On podcast. I'm your host, Erin, photographer, obsessed runner, self-proclaimed crazy person with a gift for sharing advice, embarrassing life experiences, health, fitness, and a life's mission of busting you out of your excuse-driven mindset. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Good Tuesday afternoon, friends, family, neighbors, acquaintances, whoever else you might be to me listening to this podcast today. Welcome. Today is uh, Tuesday, March 9th. It is amazingly gorgeous outside today. If you are in Iowa, you are like in my area. Man, if you don't have the windows down and the stereo cranked up if you're driving, there's something wrong with you. I don't know if we could be friends anymore. Seriously. <clears throat> so, um, I kind of am starting to feel like a human being again. Kind of. I mean, not like all the way, but kind of. So this weekend, um, and a lot of you may know what I did this weekend. Um, I did the Goggins Challenge. What is the Goggins Challenge? If you don't know what the Goggins Challenge is, I'll tell you what it is. The Goggins Challenge is um, four miles um, or the equivalent of four miles. Like a four, You can do like a 45-minute workout, 45 to 60-minute workout, or bike, or swim, or whatever. But its basis is four miles every four hours for 48 hours. Every four hours. That's the critical component, you guys. Holy crap. Okay, so it sounds a little crazy, right? But four miles, right? What's four miles? It's about a 40-minute run if you average 10 minutes, you know, 40 to 50 minutes. I mean, you can walk four miles in an hour. Um, so, right, it's it's a, a figure an hour, right? Figure an hour worth of exercise every four hours. No big deal, right? Well, I knew it was no big deal. Or, okay, no. I knew that it was a big deal because I knew that it was not going to be no big deal. The first couple, no big deal. But after that, that shit starts to wear on you guys. I mean, like, it starts to wear on you. So I the start time was supposed to be 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So he was going to go live on his Instagram page at the start of every 40 minute or four miles or whatever. Cause he changed it up too. He didn't run all of it. I saw, I only saw his 11th one and he did uh, jumping jacks for 40 minutes straight. Like my arms would fall the frick off if I tried to do jumping jacks for 40 minutes straight. I think, I don't know if I can handle it. I mean, <laughs> try it, test it out. I did a live workout that he did on Instagram one day and I am not kidding. It was 20 minutes solid of jump rope. Um, albeit like imaginary jump rope. Cause I'm not that coordinated. I have a jump rope. It's hanging on my office door right now. Like legit. It's hanging on my office door. It's red. I can't jump rope. I can like imaginary jump rope, but you want to talk about burning calves, like burning calves. Like you've never experienced in your life. Go jump rope for 20 minutes straight. It's like pure hell. You would think it would be like the easiest thing in the world, right? No big deal. I'm just, you know, jump roping. Hoofta. The guy is just badass. I mean, he is one 
tough dude. And he made himself that way. Um, if you don't know his story, I'm not going to go all into it because it's, it's kind of, um, pretty long, pretty in depth. And it's something that, um, if you're interested, you just need to go check him out, go, go find his book. And if you do get his book, get the audible because he, he doesn't read it but he has a narrator, but he's sitting with the narrator the whole time. So then they're like talking about the chapter that they just read or that the narrator just read. So there's a lot of extra stuff that you get in the audible version of um, his book. It's called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. It is my favorite audible in the history of ever. And if there's one person in this world that I would like to meet before I die, Goggins is it. Just because he is like, I mean, just blows my mind. He's one bad motherfucker. So anyways, this challenge, right? So it's four miles every four hours for 48 hours. Okay. So it's, I started at 10 o'clock central time because obviously we're central time. We're two hours ahead of Pacific time. So I started at 10 PM on Friday night, went out in the dark, ran four miles. Okay. I don't like running in the dark. We've talked about this before. I don't like running in the dark. There's coyotes and man, they were loud and howling and cackling and making all their coyote noises. And I know that they're not going to bother me because I'm a human, but Molly was with me and they were going bananas. But it gives me the creeps. I hate coyotes. So that was at 10 p.m. 2 a.m. was my second workout. So I rode. I got I went downstairs in the basement on my trainer and spun for an hour. It was like, <laughs> and like a dumbass, I let Zwift pick my route. And anytime I let Zwift pick my route, it always gives me the damn Box Hill route. I hate that route. It's not like climbing one of the mountains, but it's a freaking hard climb. And the whole time I'm thinking like, why did you do this? You dummy. This is the dumbest thing ever. But I did it. I didn't stop and start over and pick a flat route because it's like, well, you're committed. You hit start. Let's go. Just muscle it out. So I did. And then the next one would have been 6 a.m. So 6 a.m., the sun's coming up. I went out and ran four miles. No big deal. I was doing all right. It felt pretty good. Um, my next one was at 10 a.m. And I already had a 90-minute ride uh, scheduled on my training peaks. So I ran. I rode for 90 minutes. Um, it wasn't anything like outrageous. It was a uh, just a straight zone two ride. So it wasn't anything like super hard, right? But you got to remember 48 hours is kind of a long time to like be uh, physically active every four hours. You have three hours off in between to eat, sleep, whatever. But this is so far out of your normal schedule. You know, usually you get up. Okay. Usually I get up full between four and five o'clock in the morning, right? I do my workout or whatever, have coffee, do my workout, get ready for school or get kids ready for school, get out the door and I go to work, you know, and then I come home and I'm in bed by like eight, nine o'clock every night. And then I sleep all night. So the first night wasn't so bad. I guess the longest I slept at any given time was an hour and a half. That was it. Like, and I learned, I guess I already knew this, 
that there was the reason why I get up at the ass crack of nodding and my workouts done is because it like gets me going, right? It like jazzes me up, gets my body moving, my blood's flowing, and my brain is going like five, like Mach three, right? So when I would lay down, when I tried to lay down after that 10 p.m. and then again at that 2 a.m. thing, um, I couldn't shut my head off. I couldn't shut my brain off. So it was like, it took me a solid half an hour before I could go to sleep. So I smoked a half an hour and I'd get like an hour's worth of sleep. And then I'd have to get up, get dressed and go again. So, but the first 24 hours wasn't bad, right? Saturday during the day was all right. Livy was not home and Alex was just happy to play PlayStation all weekend long. He didn't give a shit what I was doing. Um, so we will, or, um, gosh, sorry about that. I got kind of squirreled. Something just popped in my face. Um, so Saturday during the day was not bad. And I did, I have, um, uh, what I use for a post-workout, right? I use uh, First Forms Formula One with ignition, right? So the Formula One is an isolate protein. So it's partially digested. So it feeds your muscles faster. And the ignition is uh, like glycogen or glucose replacement. So basically sugar, but not like sugar. I don't know how to explain it. Whatever. If you want to look it up, you can look it up. Go to firstform.com and look up Formula One and ignition. They're both there. I love Formula One. All right. And I love first form products. There's, that's all I use. Um, I don't use any other protein powders anymore. I've tried others and they just have everything I want. And their shipping is freaking crazy fast. They're in Missouri. They're out of St. Louis or yeah, St. Louis. Yeah. St. Louis. So, I mean, it gets to me in like a day and a half. Uh, if it ships out, then I usually get it the day after. So it's awesome. Um, and I, I, I align with a lot of what they stand for. I believe in, a, in pretty much everything that they stand for. So it's, it's a good fit for me. But what I did with this was after every run or ride, I would take a scoop of Formula One and just like a quarter scoop of ignition. I don't use a whole scoop because I don't need a whole scoop. Um, and just take it with like six ounces of water, whatever, shake it up. I am currently using fruit de loop and it tastes like freaking fruit loops. It's amazeballs. I mean, like I could eat it out of the tub with a spoon. It's so good. So after every one until like my, when did I start? Like my two o'clock in the afternoon one on Saturday, which would have been one, two, three, four, five. I don't know, like the sixth one on Saturday, not quite half through. Not quite halfway through. I did not take, or I did not have the Formula One in ignition. I didn't have it at two. I didn't have it at six. And I didn't have it at 10. And I'm telling you what, I freaking felt it. I was like, God dang, why is this kicking my ass so bad now? Um, I'd slowed my runtime down, my pace quite considerably. My ride was a super easy flat course. And then it dawned on me. It was like, well, you dummy, you didn't take your post-workout. So then I put it back in after my 2 a.m. session and I was like, oh, then then at 6 a.m. I felt much better. So then I kept going with it. And if there were, and I don't have any doubts before about 
what these products do for my body. I've used them for quite a while. I love them. They're awesome. But man, I'll tell you what, that was like a double for sure. Okay. <laughs> now, you know, like if there was any inkling of a doubt in my brain, it, it was squashed completely because it made such a huge difference. So that was one thing that was became really apparent to me. So then Sunday rolls around and I ran at six and then I uh, went over and I picked Olivia up from grandma's, brought her home, and then I ran again at 10. And by this time, I mean, I'm really starting to feel fatigued because I had not slept more than 90 minutes at a shot in the last what, 36 hours or whatever. I don't even know how long it was. But I had uh, 2 p.m. and 6 p.m. left. So that was it. And I thought, okay, so like part of <laughs> I posted in my stories on Facebook every time I finished one and checked it off, right? So I thought I had to go again at 10 p.m. on Sunday night. And I, Oh, let me tell you the relief I felt when I did not have to go. Um, because uh, another one of the Team Zooters, Kendra's uncle, actually, Jason had posted, uh, he started at 8 p.m. Central Time. So he started two hours ahead of me. And he posted his, he's like, this is my last one, you know, just completed the 4x4x48. Four by four by I'm like, wait a minute, what? Don't you have one more? And he's like, no, it's just 12. I was like, oh shit, that's awesome. And I was so excited. Oh my God, you guys, I can't even tell you how excited I was. So I ran at two and then all I had left was six o'clock. And by this time, I mean, I'm like seeing double and I'm starting to hallucinate things. So like when I get like really tired, especially if I'm, I mean, if I'm, how I know that I need to stop driving is I'll hallucinate shit. Like I'll see deer standing in the middle of the highway with like one hoof over their mouth and another hoof pointed at me, laughing at me. Like I literally have this memory in my brain from about the fall of 2000 when I, not long after I first started driving and I locked it up, <laughs> which is a whole nother story, but I locked it up because I thought there were three deer standing in the middle of the highway on Highway 30 in Mechanicsville laughing at me, standing on their hind legs, laughing at me. Like I hallucinate shit. It's bad. So I really wasn't a hundred percent sure like where I was. <laughs> and it's so messed up because sleep deprivation is a thing and it messes you up because we need sleep, period. I mean, I used to be able to sleep three hours a night and get up and go all day and then sleep three hours and go again. And, you know, just those little tidbits. But man, I'm 44. I can't do that shit anymore. I probably shouldn't have been doing it in my 20s and 30s, but I did. Wasn't necessarily the smartest thing to do, but, you know, everyone survived. Luckily, thank God for that. It was good. But like, man, I'm 40 in my 40s. I need my sleep. Like, Beauty sleep is a thing, you guys, and I need all the help I can get. So when I decided to do this thing, I thought, well, I'll be able to nap between each one. <laughs> I forgot I have kids, uh, even though one wasn't there. But 
that my phone's blown up all weekend because I had a customer that had some problems. So I would lay down and go to sleep or try to take a nap and my phone would ring. I'm like, oh my God, can I kill you? I didn't. I was nice. Everything worked out all right. But that last run. So, I mean, the second to last run, the 2 p.m. run, I, I I jogged the first two miles and then I was, it was just junk. So I walked the second two miles and I was really kind of down on myself and in my head about it at first. And it's like, God dang it. You know, what's your problem? Well, I know what my problem is. My run frequency is like so low for the last couple months because I've not been running as much. That's my problem. And I, here I am trying to run another four miles on top of 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 riding 20 on top of riding 15 and on top of riding 13. That's a lot of freaking miles in one weekend and no sleep. So I was like, you know, you have those conversations with yourself, right? Like when I can't get up in the morning, I'm going through a, a phase where I like can't get my ass out of bed in the morning. I have like before I go to bed, I turn on the internal drill sergeant in my head, right? So when my alarm goes off, and she's been off for a little while, um, but when my alarm rings, it's like, get up, bitch! We got shit to do! That's what goes off in my head. I mean, if you need me to record that for you, I can. I should should monetize that. Anyways, I digress. But you get in your head, right? And you start trying to talk yourself out of things. Like, you, why are you doing this? And the whole time, like Saturday night, that second night, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? This is so stupid. You're such an idiot. Why did you even think you could do this? You don't have to do this. What are you trying to prove? I mean, really, what am I trying to prove? Mm, I really didn't have a good answer for that. I really didn't have a good why for it at all. And that's kind of probably miss or bad preparation on my part was that I didn't go into it with a strong reason. And that enabled the struggle to be more difficult, I think. I think if I would have gone into it with a clearer reason why other than just like, oh, that sounds like a bad idea. What time? Because y'all know I do that shit. That is like the story of my life, right? But my thing is, is if I commit to some ridiculous physical challenge like this, you know I'm going to do it. I'm not going to wuss out and I'm not going to back down. I'm going to do it. Come hell or high water, it's going to get completed or I'm dead. One or the other. Those are my choices. I don't know why I'm this way. I just am this way. <laughs> I'm weird. And it might have something to do with, you know, having my world rocked when I broke my hip and I couldn't walk. You guys, the fear of the things that I would not be able to do anymore, even though I didn't do them currently, was real. And that shit was big, bad, and ugly, and scary. I'd never been incapacitated before, and that scared the shit out of me. And I know that that is why I do all the stuff that I do now. I know why I'm so obsessed because I was so afraid of not being able to do anything. That's some scary shit. 
you know, and I, I look at people, I know a lot of, or I've, I follow a lot of, um, other athletes that, you know, have overcome tremendous obstacles and mine is jack shit in comparison to theirs. It's nothing in comparison to some of the things that other people I know have overcome. And it's just, it just really puts things in perspective. But it's that I refuse to quit. It's just not, just not there, not, not doing it. So when that last run came six o'clock, I actually went early. I did not give myself the full um, spacing. I started about 20 minutes early uh, because I was so excited to be done. I was like, let's go. I don't need any more rest time. Let's go. And I did. And I hurt so bad that I could, (laughs) I mean, I could hardly freaking walk. My legs were so tight. My left hamstring and my left calf were like really mad. Um, but I thought, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go. Let's do it. And I started out hot. I did not look at my watch. I just thought we're going for broke. We're either going to go or we're going to blow. And that's just where it's going to be. And if I have to crawl the last two miles, then so be it. But I know myself well enough to know that if I set a pace, I'm going to stay really damn close to that pace unless it's like a complete sprint. And I'll tell you what, this felt like I was just all out sprinting. I know I wasn't, but after 48 hours and how many miles, that's what it felt like. And my my average split for that four miles was 9.06. And that's a little under what my last half marathon race pace was. I think I ran like an 8.45 or 8.47 split or something like that. So it was a little little slower than what my last race pace was, but it was okay because after all those freaking miles, I felt like I was flying. And the last two miles of the previous four were walking. I mean, like hobbling pretty much of what it was, but it was run. It was all I had left and I just dumped it all. Empty the tank. That's what they, that's what you call it, is empty in the tank. And that's what I did. And the last mile was 834. Granted, it's downhill because my route is like a slow incline with a couple hills. And then so back, you don't have as big of a hill. That first hill going out from my house is a long, slow incline. And then a little dip and up another hill and then down and then up. And so it was a long, slow decline on the way back. And it was all right. And I didn't look at my watch that last four mile run at all because I didn't want to know because I didn't want to psych myself out because I thought it felt like I was running like a 730. That's what it felt like. But it was a nine. (laughs) It was no 730. It would have been super rad awesome if it was a 730 split, but it was not a 730. It was a 906. But after all that, it was totally okay. But it just kind of goes to show that even after two days of pretty much catnapping and that was it, um, I still had it. It was still there on really exhausted legs 
a mind that was just wrung out. I didn't know what day it was. I didn't know what run it was. I just knew that it was six o'clock and it was time to run. So I ran. Just one of those things that you do, I guess, is you just do it, right? That's what Nike says is just do it. And the other things that I that I noticed while I was doing this was the, um, I really wasn't hungry. Like I ate breakfast and I ate lunch and I ate a light dinner and I really wasn't hungry. I had like a granola bar on the second night, at like the two o'clock one. And that was it. But then my, um, my post-workout, the formula one and ignition, and that was it. I thought for sure I'd be like wanting to eat everything in sight, but I wasn't. So that was pretty awesome. And the other thing that was really weird was the, um, like when I got done with each set, I would change out of my wet, sweaty clothes and put on dry clothes and lay down or try to lay down. And I would get so cold. I could not stay warm. It was the weirdest freaking thing I've ever experienced in my life. And I mean, I would put, <laughs> I put on fuzzy socks and I had sweatpants and a t-shirt and a hoodie and under like two blankets where I should be sweating my ass off and I could barely stay warm. So that was really interesting. I'm sure there's something, some scientific thing out there, explanation for that, but I don't know what it is, but it was weird. And uh, two of our, we had been um, talking about it in our Team Zoot Great Lakes Facebook page. Some of us were doing it. A couple other of the girls were doing it too. And they said the same thing, that they could not stay warm. It was really weird. So I don't know. I might have to like check into that a little bit more to see exactly what that phenomenon is. Because I'm sure there's some explanation for it. But so that was it, I guess. And I think that's about all I got. It was it was really hard. And I never felt so amazing to be done with something so difficult for a long time. I mean, it felt pretty amazing to be able to walk again after I broke my hip. But being able to be done with that challenge was a very, it was like elation. It was, it felt so good. Felt so good to be done. So good to be done. And I don't know if I'll be like signing up for that shit anytime soon. <laughs> Races start here real soon. I have a little over a month before my first half marathon. Be down at Kiwash again. And then June 20th is uh, Ironman, half Ironman in Des Moines. And it's going to happen, you guys. Ironman races are happening, big races are happening. Um, there's some different protocols for them, but whatever. I don't care. I want this off my plate. I just want this to be done. Just like I wanted that last run to be done. I want, I've been training for this half Ironman for two years. I want it done. I just, I've never done one before. And it's been a carrot hanging out there for a long time. And I have so much time invested. I mean, I'm not going to stop training after it's done, but I just want this done. That's it. And then I can decide after that whether I just want to go back to being a boring runner or if I'm going to still be a crazy triathlete. I don't know. Who knows? I think a Spartan race sounds like fun. <laughs> so that's that. It's not 
like all super exciting. It was draining. I'm still dragging ass. Um, I don't think I could even talk normally yesterday. So it was a struggle. And today has been a little bit of a struggle because I'm still really tight in that left side. So trying to work it out. My swim today was cut. I took it real easy and cut the set real short because I just couldn't hack it. Slow and steady, right? Slow and steady. We got time. We got time. So this is basically a recovery week from the punishment from the weekend because it was definitely punishment, you guys. You want to try something hard, <laughs> really hard, go to the 4x4x48 challenge. It's fucking hard. See you on the flip side. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Again, thank you for listening. Every listen counts. If you like what I'm putting out there, please share it with a friend and hit that subscribe button. Have questions, comments, feedback for me? Shoot me an email at bringitonpc at gmail.com. Have a wonderful day. Go kick ass.